Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Disney podcast. I am your host, Corey G. As always, if you are new to the episode, to the podcast, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thanks for tuning back in. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening, we are going to do an episode about toddlers going to Disney with toddlers. I just recently had a conversation with somebody and they were talking to me about toddlers. And so I thought that I would um, have some help on this with the person who also helped me have toddlers. And that would be my wife, Kel. Everybody knows. Say hi. Hello. There it is. The infamous. Hello. Uh, that starts off every episode that you are on. So um, we're going to talk toddlers, babe. And uh, we're going to go through with everybody our experience. So just to catch everybody up, we only the first time we brought a kid, that kid was five. So to me, that's odd out of the toddler uh, uh, realm from a from a uh, from a maturation standpoint. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Right. Like clinically toddler isn't five anymore. Definitely not. Definitely. I don't even know if clinically toddler is past three, to be honest with you. I don't know what the, the technical definition would be, but I would consider toddlers anywhere up to around age three. Three. And then after three is what? A preschooler. Preschooler. Okay. So up to three as a toddler, preschool for this uh, definition for this episode is like three to five. And then elementary school is five and up. Yes. Okay. We don't think you should bring toddlers then. Um, I, I wouldn't say that we don't think we you should bring toddlers. We've never brought a toddler. We we were right on the cusp of right. bringing a toddler. Yep. Um, you know, we brought Caleb for his third birthday. Birthday. So technically, he was two for a very short part of our trip, and then turned three while we were there. Right. Um. But I think that it's a very individual decision as to whether or not you should bring a young one. Um, and I guess for me, any kid under six months doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, that kid's just sleeping the whole time. Like they're not doing anything. There's not they, they barely pick their head up like they're just you're just carrying around a sleeping person at that point. So, you know, in, in kind of preparing for this conversation, I started really thinking about it because I know that you have a little bit stronger of an opinion regarding taking a child to Disney under the age of three um, than I do. And I do. We see it every time we go. Right. Yep. We see some poor mom sweating to death yes. with the baby Bjorn attached yeah. to the front of her with this little infant. Wait a minute. Some of my people don't know what a baby Bjorn is because I don't know what a baby Bjorn I was is. Say, who are your people? They're not mothers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I am popular with the moms. They love me. The 35 to 44 age group is my um, demographic. But for uh, other people, what's a baby Bjorn? The baby Bjorn is that little carrier that is you strap onto the front of you to carry the baby. 
so that you can be hands free and the baby's just cut. It's like a backpack, but you wear it on the front. With oh, the kid okay. in it. it's not the swaddle one where like it looks like you're breastfeeding them. That's not a baby Bjorn. Oh, no, that's what I those, thought it was. No, no, no. But those are all we see a lot of those in Disney as yeah. well. I think it's just a personal preference for people as to how they choose to carry their infant. I just I don't understand why you want to be that sweaty with your child. Well, that's a lot of sweat swapping going on. It sure is. But I digress. We are we are getting off topic. No, here. I digress. <laughs> anyway, you know, there's. I, I kind of question sometimes why people choose to bring the little little ones. Yeah. Obviously, if you have older children and right. you don't want to deprive the older child of the experience, you know, taking that young infant or, you know, less than two-year-old on a trip to Disney is necessary. But sometimes you do see the adults with no other children. Right. Just a baby. Yeah. And well, so maybe they're adults that like Disney and they that's, don't want to miss it, right? That's what I what I would say is Yes, if you are those adults who truly have that love of Disney and you don't want to take a three-year break from your trips to going, then yeah, you are probably going to take a very young child to Disney. That said, you're not paying for that child. Right, yes. But you're honestly going for the adult experience. You're not going for the child experience. No child under the age of three is going to remember that experience. And granted, again, you're not paying for it. Even on a flight, any child under two flies for free. If you're choosing to have them ride in your lap, um, you do not pay for park tickets or anything like that for, for kids that young. So it's not about the cost. If you really truly have that desire to be in Disney, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna bring that little one. It's not something that we would choose to do, but okay. So then we're really talking to those folks in my mind that have an older kid that they want to bring to Disney, maybe a four year old, and but now they also have a one or a two year old, and so the toddler bringing a toddler thing is not an option. It's just something they have to do. So we are going to help you with that experience. Uh, so where do you want to start on this? So I do want to say I've been asked by a lot of people over the years, you know, how young is too young? You know, I feel like I should wait until my, my kids at least five or six. And I do always tell people, I I don't think it's necessary to wait that long. Um, You know, having brought a two, three-year-old to Disney, I mean, Caleb still talks about things that we did on that trip. Not everything. And there are times that we'll be down there and say, hey, do you remember doing this when we came for your birthday? And he'll say, no, I have no idea. But he does remember his birthday there. He does remember having his cupcake at Chef Mickey's. And so there are certain pieces of it that he will hold on to. And I do think even at age three, there are plenty of rides that they can enjoy under the age of two. Again, the the child is sitting in an adult's lap and they're really not 
there are no rides designed for kids that young. Um, you know, there's a lot of tame rides, Dumbo and all that other stuff, but you know, less than two years old, they're not really going to get it. They're just going to be going along for the ride. Per yeah, se. They're not, yeah. They're definitely not going to remember. All right. So then if you've got little ones, a uh, big question, it's not even a question. You have to get a stroller. Mm-hmm. The question is, uh, do you bring your own stroller? Do you rent a stroller uh, when you're when you get down there from a third party vendor? You can do it kind of like groceries where they drop it off at your hotel and then they pick it up at the end of your uh, vacation. You can rent a stroller in the park or you can uh, buy a stroller. I mean, they're so cheap now. You can have it delivered. Walmart will deliver it to you depending on how long you're staying. It, that might be cheaper even than uh, renting a stroller every day from one of those stroller rental places and definitely cheaper than renting it from uh, from the parks every day. So what is your recommendation in regards to strollers? Uh, and this is one that we can definitely speak to. We've done all three. We've never bought a right. stroller and had it delivered, but we have done the rental in Disney. We've brought our own and we've done... Um, the third-party vendor rental. And I would honestly say, I think that the th- I definitely would discourage people from renting in the parks. Why? Why? Because um, you have to get to and from the park with said toddler without the convenience of a stroller. So either that kid is walking, which we all know is not necessarily going to happen, or an adult is carrying that kid from the bus, from the hotel to whatever form of transportation you're taking, then from where that transportation drops you off into the park where you then get the stroller. And it's even worse on the reverse when you leave the parks because now you've got a really tired kid right who's been in the park all day and you've got to leave that stroller at the entrance to the park you don't get to take it with you to the transportation so that is absolutely um if you have a little one not something that i would recommend um in terms of we had no problems at all with our third party rental. When we rented the stroller, it was a very good quality stroller. It folded up easily. It came on and off the bus without difficulty. Um, It's obviously a monetary thing at that point. If you want to bring your own stroller versus renting from a third party vendor, if you are okay with managing your stroller in the airport, Right. That's, that's really yeah. that's really the only deterrent from if you want a stroller in the airport, then absolutely just bring your own. If you I was going to say that it's not really a deterrent. It's really what your kid needs. Is your mm-hmm. kid going to need the stroller in the airport? Think about if you have a connecting flight, do you possibly have to get from one uh, terminal to another? How much time do you have? Maybe you need a stroller so you can throw that kid in the stroller and zip to the next flight um 
Or is your kid one of those kids where they're going to be at the airport and they're not going to want anything to do with that stroller? They're going to be running around the whole time. So maybe you don't need to bring it and manage it on the flight and you could just get one down there. So just to be clear, right, the park strollers are like $15 a day unless you do multiple days, then it's $13. But correct me if I'm wrong. Did the park strollers have the little pull over shade feature? So they did have a shade covering. um, But what I can tell you is this was a long time ago that we did that. This was 11 years ago that we rented from inside the Disney parks and they have changed the strollers. I know that they are not the same style as when we had rented. Um, so I really can't speak to definitely whether or not that shade feature is there on the new ones, but I do remember, um, it was very hard plastic. Yep. Yep. It was, uh, front facing only. So it didn't have that option for a really young child. They had to be able to kind of sit up and hold themselves up and you can't really see them. So um, I know that, like I said, the design has changed and the strollers that I have seen in the parks don't look the same as back when we had rented, but I don't recall exactly what they look like. I remember what I hated about renting in the park is that if you were doing rope drop first thing in the morning and you were trying to hustle to get somewhere, I had to go and wait in the line for the stroller with my ticket and I had to give them my ticket and they would like punch my ticket. God, at this point, I hope it's electronic and you don't, we literally had a ticket. It wasn't that long ago. We were still using cell phones, but we had a ticket and you had to wait in that line and every minute sort of counts. And I just remembered hating that so much. Uh, So that's also the challenge. And I think honestly, The stroller rental in the park is if you're in a pinch, your stroller breaks, you forgot it and you're waiting from the for the delivery company to bring you a stroller. That's the only reason why you'd be renting in the park. You should not be doing it your length of stay renting from the park. The other reason I could think of is if you've got a child who's a little bit older, who you typically wouldn't put in a stroller. Um. You know, but they've just by towards the end of the day or towards the end of that trip have really just kind of maxed out. If you've got a six, seven year old and you're like, this kid can't do this anymore, then you run over, you grab a stroller from the park and and that's an option. But even that we went back and forth. We were on that line of should we get a stroller? Shouldn't we get a stroller? And we always say, get a stroller until your kid absolutely positively can't do it anymore. Until they're like 12, get a stroller. Even if the kid never sits in it, it's a great place to put all your crap. Um, And so it's a lot more than just a kid carrier. A lot of times it's got backpacks, water bottles, It's got uh, just everything that you're bringing to the parks that we talked about in another episode. So definitely helpful in that regard. So we know that you're getting a stroller. We know how you're doing it. Um, What else should you know if you're bringing toddlers to the park? What other tips and tricks do we want to give out? 
you definitely want to look at height restrictions on rides. Okay. Yep. That's a good one. Because again, if you're going with adults, you know, if it's really more of an adult trip and you're, you know, just bringing that two-year-old along because you really want to go, um, you have to make sure that that two-year-old can get on the rides. Again, there will be plenty things like Small World and Peter Pan, right? All the boats. And, but if you think you're going to be able to get on Splash Mountain with a two-year-old, it's not going to happen. Right. And now, so let's talk about that though, because what if you do want to get on Splash Mountain? Again, you have an older kid, but you have a toddler. There so is the rider you, swap option. Yes, you definitely want to use rider swap in that case. So fill everybody in on what rider swap is, because I was just talking to somebody the other night who didn't know what rider swap was. Yeah, rider swap is definitely one of those gems that exists in Disney that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And yeah. I don't think that Disney really publicizes yeah. that they do it. And I wonder if there's reasoning behind that. But essentially what Rider Swap is, is the opportunity for one parent. So like in our in our case, we had the experience when we took Caleb and he was three years old and MJ was nine. There were rides that MJ wanted to go on that Caleb either didn't want to go on or couldn't go on. So one adult stays with the younger child who can't or won't ride. The other parent goes on the ride with the older child and you tell them as you're getting on, we would like to do a rider swap. And they give you a little lanyard or some sort of indication that you're rider swapping the child and the first adult go on the ride. As soon as you're done, you get off, go grab the other adult. So the parents swap out and Disney gives the opportunity to both parents to go and experience that ride with the child who is able to go on that ride. Right. And it's uh, absolute something you have to utilize, especially if it's something special where you want to see the kid's reaction to the ride. It's it's always um, it's always fun to experience. I mean, that's why you're bringing them. You want to go through the experience with the kids. So this is a great opportunity to take advantage of that. And, have and both let's face it, it's a, it's a great opportunity for that kid to get onto a ride that they like two times yep. without having, and the, the beauty of the rider swap is you don't go back into that standby line. Right. I don't know if we were clear on that. Good yeah. Point. You don't stand there for another 40 minutes waiting to get on the ride. You go through the lightning lane, lightning lane yep. and get right back onto the ride. So both adults get to enjoy the experience. They get to enjoy the experience with the child and get to enjoy their ride or attraction itself. And the older child gets to do it twice. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and so since we're talking about rides, one of the things that I wanted to say was, you know, uh, sometimes we get so caught up in the Disney thing that we got to go to a park. We got to be in Magic Kingdom and we got to be on Aladdin or Pirates or whatever it is. That sometimes we forget that as parents, just the experience itself of being in Disney is like part of the allure to the kids. Mm -hmm. And there are things that you do in Disney that if you were back at home would be an event, right? Mm -hmm. So if your kids went on a boat ride at home, that would be like a big deal to them. 
But when you're in Disney, you're like, oh, yeah, guys, we have to take the ferry from the parking lot over to Magic Kingdom. Okay, but you're three. You're still on a boat. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't understand that that boat is just a means to an end. Like, shit, I'm on a boat. That's pretty cool. So. Right. And the gondolas. Yeah. Yeah, The gondolas, the monorail, all of that stuff to kids. That's a ride. Mm -hmm. You don't need to wait 45 minutes for your kids to have an experience that they're going to remember. So think about that and sort of dumb it down a little bit and realize, wait a second, everything that this kid does in Disney is like an amazing thing for them. It, they don't have to be on a ride to ha- have a, a, a high quality experience when you're looking through the eyes of a three-year-old. Oh, and even, you know, the character meet and greets now yeah. that those are back and the opportunity to go and give your favorite character a hug and to get autographs or, you know, going to a character dining experience, you know, even dinner can be a big deal yeah. for a little kid. I think it, it would be so easy to do like a seven day trip with a three, four, five-year-old and go to the park three or four days, right? And just not buy park tickets the other days, enjoy the pool, do some of those other things that are there because you can do the character stuff outside of parks and you can have all these other experiences and really cut down on the cost. So maybe going to Disney Springs and looking at all of the giant Lego displays at the Lego store is it's impressive to adults, never mind to a three, four year old. Right. So, you know, if money is tight, there are ways for you to go and really save money, but not cheap out on the experience. The experience for the kids would still be, you know, something that they're going to remember forever and talk about. So um, what else do we have in terms of like tips and ideas or thoughts for folks that are bringing toddlers? So along the lines of what we were just talking about in terms of finding things to do that, you know, aren't necessarily a ride, you know, there are so many things that you can do in the parks, like um, go on hunts for hidden Mickeys or right now the, um, the Fab 50 statues and searching for those and taking pictures with those. Um, so that, that's just another fun activity that you can do other than going on rides when it comes to having those younger kids. Uh, you know, I'm going to jump in and say one thing that's not on our notes that just thought of, um, if you do some prep work ahead of time and you show your kids pictures or you talk about certain things um you know disney is a great place for for a budding photographer (laughs) that's a great way you know caleb loves that that's a great way to get kids involved and have them doing something by letting them take some of the family pictures or just some of the pictures of the attraction anything they want to take a picture of you know we we spent a lot of time 
getting pictures and and stuff like that. And Caleb was a big part of taking those pictures. And again, another great activity that um, might just bring out a love for a child that you don't usually have an opportunity for them to express. So that was just that idea just creeped into my head that that's a great way for a kid to spend some of their day. And they notice things that adults don't. Yeah. One of my favorite pictures that we have from all of our Disney trips is the picture of MJ and Caleb when we were waiting for rope drop in Epcot and the two of them are each holding a little camera and taking a picture of Spaceship Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely there are lots of things for them to do. Hidden Mickeys, the 50 statues, taking pictures. There are uh, tours. Uh, The Epcot has the traveling the world passport that the kids can do mm-hmm. um there's no charge for that so there are a, a lot of free options for your toddlers to kind of keep them busy in that downtime you know you're waiting in line at peter pan and uh just kind of hand the kid the phone and instead of the kid playing a game just say hey take some pictures in the line and you know we'll we'll see what we can get when we when we get home you know that's a it's a great way to keep the kids active looking around and seeing what's going on, but then um, might be useful if for your blog or your podcast when, uh, when you're done. So well, um, I think some of those activities might not necessarily lend themselves to toddlers if we're talking under three. Right. But um, another thing when you, if you're looking to find something to do when you're waiting in lines with even a four or five-year-old, they have the play Disney parks app. Yep. And there I, are I would some... challenge you that m- most of these kids now at two are pretty good with the screens, the touch screens. And they are, but they can't necessarily read the directions and things right. for yep. the games. But there are a lot of uh, rides that have interactive yeah. activities through the Play Disney um, app. So that's just another uh, tidbit for if you're traveling with with younger kids and things that you're, you're waiting to do. Um, so the other, there uh, are, one- re- I, I did want to also touch on with young kids. There are some great things at the resorts. Okay. Like what? So the resorts do movies under the stars yep, That's right. at night. They do, um, you know, it, they set up it, a big screen outside and the kids get to sit and watch a Disney movie. They have activities at the pools where, you know, the kid, they are geared to younger children so that they have things that they can do while just, if you're not going into the park for the day and you're spending the day at the resort, it's not necessarily up to, just you as a parent trying to keep them entertained all day there are activities and things at the resorts that they can do um you can get wake-up calls from a disney character you can if there's a birthday or anything like that you can have special calls made to the room for a celebration you can for an extra fee you can have gifts delivered to the room you can have them decorate 
the door and things. Yep. Yep. So there's a lot of options um, that appeal to the, the younger crowd at the resorts. They do, um, you know, every resort has a game room, which yep. is right. a, a little bit more geared to older kids. They have um, a lot of them have like a, a lounge type room where there's a video game set up and they've got some board games and things in that little activity space as well. So you know, definitely explore your resorts and look around for things that you can do there on there your is off ba- park days. Babysitting at the resorts too, isn't there? I'm pretty sure they so. offer babysitting in the, in some of those, um, in some of those rooms where they have the video games or the activities and stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that the the babysitting is an option as well. Um, the thing I would say when people ask me about, you know, I'm I'm going with a toddler. My thing is, I feel like when you're going with a kid that young, uh, planning is even more important than going with anybody else, right? Because you're essentially traveling. Oh, God, this is going to sound awful with a ticking time bomb. Right. That kid. That does sound pretty awful. Yeah. But you have to understand that at some point you're going, 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 going. And you got a two year old or younger than that. At some point, that kid's going to get exhausted and hungry and shit's going to get tough. Like you, you just should deal with it. But if you plan, you can minimize the times that it happens. The frequency of them. Uh, it's not going to be two or three times a day if you do a good job planning and you, you know, we've got teenagers. So like our kids understand that, like, if you want to go on this ride, here are your options. You can wait an hour and a half or we can stay in this park till 1130 tonight when everybody else leaves and you're old enough to suck it up and deal with it. But we those have a are, teenager. Let's uh, not let's not age our little one too much. You're killing me. But you know what I mean? Like they're old enough to understand the consequences where the little kids, they don't they don't get that stuff. So our kids opt into certain things. And it's like, well, guys, you picked to stand in this line. And that 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 toddler's like, I didn't pick to stand in this line. I, I don't want to be here. I, I could be back in the room and I'd be just as happy. So I definitely think planning is way more important with a toddler. It's also tougher to just sort of drop and go or change on a whim or jump to a park. I would never park hop with a toddler. Mm-mm. I just I, I, I think the amount of energy it takes to fold stuff up and get them going on. I, I would just do what you're doing for the day and and call it that, you know, not not bounce around. I, I just wouldn't jostle them around more than I needed to. So I do think, um, you know, the way that you often hear that term, how we do Disney, um, the way that we've always done Disney, it works well for us. And I think we started doing it this way because yep. of young kids. Yep. Um, we have always been a family who gets up, gets into the parks early because again, t- generally speaking, kids wake up early, especially yep. when they're on vacation and they're in Disney and they're just raring to go. Yep. Um, so we get up, we go into the parks at park opening. We get on a bunch of rides, do our thing until around 11, 1130. 
And as it starts to get really busy and hot and hot, <laughs> we leave. Yep. We go back to the hotel. Uh, everybody takes a nap, adults included. Yep. Um, you know, we take a little bit of pool time, cool off. Everybody showers. We get back into the parks around five do yep. our di- or whatever our dinner reservation is and stay as it starts cooling down yep and stay later into the nighttime hours and that has been something that has always worked for us to give the kids that break that they need because let's face it most of us get cranky in yep. the heat yeah. Um, you know, so getting out of the heat for a little while and you're tired take... and it's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that is a suggestion that I would strongly recommend for anyone who's traveling with younger kids. And, you know, even with our boys now on our trip two months ago at 15 and 10, yeah, we still did. There were some days we didn't. There were a couple of days because we were traveling with a larger group that we did push through. And yeah. We did the park the entire day. Yep. And by the end of the night, every single one of us was miserable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's another way to do. We, you often hear people say, I need a break from my, I need a vacation after my Disney vacation. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and doing it that way has always kind of left us to not have that feeling, but it definitely that's part of the planning process of when you're when you're traveling with the toddler. If you do have a younger one and one that's a little bit older, you know, if you're lucky enough, maybe your your younger child will take that nap in the stroller. Right. And you yep. can remain in the park and let the older child kind of go around and do their thing. But even with the age gap that we have between our kids, MJ would t- tell us, I'm not tired. I don't, yep. I don't need to take a nap. And when we all went into that room and turned the AC up and yeah. put the lights off, guess who fell asleep? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there are times that he didn't. He, mm-hmm. he, he had a couple of the trips where he didn't. Or even um, we've had instances where we've split up uh, and I've stayed with I've stayed behind because he really wanted to do a ride. And mm-hmm. you took Caleb and you guys went ahead and started the nap process. And then we caught up with you guys afterwards. So, again, um, kind of having a plan helps get that done. Uh, but also knowing that there's going to be. Meltdowns, you're traveling with kids, even once they're out of the toddler and even in the elementary school age group, you should probably expect some stuff to go down. So mm-hmm. uh, even with adults. Uh, and then the last one I had was pack snacks. I, it's not a toddler thing. I think everybody should pack snacks. I don't care where you're going, how long you're going to be there. You, you should have snacks. So you should have s- snacks and drinks because you never know what's going to happen to you. So have some water and a protein bar for the love of God. Jesus. Uh, what else do we want to cover for going to Disney with toddlers? I think that's, that's pretty much everything. Um, you know, I, again, I think it comes down to the age that you decide to bring your child is, it's really a personal decision. Of course. Um, you know, but it really depends on what your goal for that trip is. Are you going because you as adults need to get your Disney fix? 
then you, by all means, bring the child at whatever age you want. But if you're going and you're asking yourself, you know, what age is the right age to bring my child for their first real Disney experience? Yep. I don't think that three is too young. I know yeah. a lot of people will debate that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I say that as someone who was brought to Disney for their first trip ever when they were three years old. And I do not remember a large majority. That's because you're old. Of the, Well, that's true. Yeah. I've had a lot of years for those memories to kind yeah. of fade out of my brain. Yeah. But even as a child, um, I, I don't, I don't think I ever had major, you know, memories of, oh yeah, there were bits and pieces. I don't remember every single day that we were there. I don't even remember the, the, the drive to get there, which you would think would be burned into my brain because we drove 24 hours in a pickup truck. Yeah. Um, And I do not remember any of that, but I do remember the character dining and I do, you know, there are certain pieces. So is it easy to travel with a kiddo that age? Nope. We definitely had our fair share of meltdowns. Um, You know, as opposed to with our oldest, his first Disney trip was at age five and I don't recall any meltdowns. Yeah, no, it definitely was a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think it just depends on the personality of your child. Yeah. Yep. So, right. so let's do a quick recap here then. So we got, you're bringing a, uh, you, you're getting a stroller. You but should not definitely have it. You should definitely have a stroller, be right. it if you're bringing your own or if you're renting doing from a third, a third party, party, third party rental, but don't get it at the park. Um, everything is magical. You don't necessarily have to be on a ride to be on a ride. Um, know about rider swap. That's a big one. Don't park hop waste of time and money. We highly suggest naps and snacks, whether you have toddlers or not, that's a must. Um, and, uh, what's another, oh yeah. Don't go with anybody under three unless you absolutely have to. And that's your strong opinion. Yeah. I I just spoke to mine. And if you're going to bring them, don't strap them to you. Leave uh, room for the Holy Ghost. I mean, you got to you got to sweat a little bit for the love of God. Leave, leave some ventilation space. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, again, personal preference and how you you like to transport your child. But I mean, yeah. you and your your heavy religion with the Holy Ghost over yeah. there. Yeah. I just don't want sweaty people rubbing up against me, even if it is my own people. You know, it just it's not. Well, Thankfully, you're not the one carrying yeah. the, the, the small child. We are we are past that. I was going to say most of the time it was me carrying the small child. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would I just a last minute plug. I would suggest highly for any of the dads out there uh, 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 squats and shoulder shrugs because uh, you're going to be carrying and there's going to be people on your shoulders a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, especially those fi- for fireworks, I was going to say those fireworks shows are like 15 to 20 minutes long. So that's what you're training for. So I think that's our episode on going to Disney with toddlers. Uh, as always, we would love to hear back from you. What do you think is an appropriate age to first bring a kid? 
how do you uh, how do you handle strollers? Any of the information that you heard or we talked about that you want to chime in on or give us feedback, you can reach out to us through our website, readysetdisney.com, our Facebook page, our Twitter, all of that stuff. You can uh, reach out to us. We would love to hear back from you. Um, and that's the end of the episode. So thanks for listening. Travel safe. We will talk to you soon. <laughs>